Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 66 of Scatcast. Ugh. And I have six all-new skitscats for you. Oh, I see what you did there. You filthy. I am filthy. I'm also the script keeper. He's Steve. Let's not waste any time. This is episode 66. Go. <laughs> Get your kiss cat here. Yeah, that's right. Sleep, sleep, little baby. Sleep, little baby, you sleep. Scatcast is here to harvest your fears and show you the horrors of life. It's Scatcast Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, hello, you little echoes of your parents' bullfuckery. Okay. It's time for another nurse fairy rhyme. Okay. It's another Hans Christian Andersen tale. Okay. And you know how much Hans hates chitrin scats. Yeah. Well, more of that shit. This one's called The Wicked Prince. Get your finger out of your nose. Once upon a time, there lived a wicked prince. Yeah, I'm a real cunt. And he was. His heart and mind were set upon conquering all the countries of the world. All the world will be my bitches. And more than anything, he enjoyed frightening the people. Boogity boogity. Oh, God. No, that was enjoyable. And with this massive military, he devastated the other nations of the world with fire and sword. Burn it all. And like a dumb fuck that had never read Art of War by Sun Tzu, I had green eggs and ham read to me. He destroyed crops and infrastructure and left no city standing. I like it when fire burns things. And so everywhere he went, he left a dark forest of burned trees. Just a prince living his best life. You're the greatest, my lord. I am, aren't I? Oh, yeah. It's going good. Keep burning shit. And the expansion of his empire by fire continued. I figure if there was a god, he would have stopped me by now. Now, because the prince was so wicked. What should we do with the mayor, your cousin, my lord? Oh, we should put fiery pokers up his ass. Excellent. He attracted some of the most wicked people to be his soldiers. And we should eat the babies. <laughs> and the prince was of the opinion that all of this was good. Like I said, I haven't heard shit from God. And so his power increased day by day. Boom. And his name was feared by all. I'm pretty sure that I'm a god. And fortune seemed to favor his cunty, cunty deeds. My lord, the men have taken to eating babies. Oh, well, that's pretty extreme. What should we do? I think it's time that we invent ranch dressing. Yes, my lord. Now this king brought home enormous wealth from the conquered towns. And gradually he accumulated in his residence riches that could nowhere be equal. My lord, what should we do with all this gold. Obviously, we're building a Scrooge McDuck money bin. Oh, yes, my lord. And he did, and he erected magnificent palaces and churches and halls. You've made your capital city the most glorious city in the world, my lord. Yeah, I'm kick-ass. Yeah. I'm already bored, though. Bring me some lions and then some people to feed to the lions. Right away, my lord. And the buildings became more and more extravagant. This one needs more parts shaped like dicks. Okay, my lord. More phallic spires stat. We'll double our efforts. And everyone that saw the crazy buildings and weird shit that the prince built would say, what a mighty prince our prince is. <laughs> But they had no idea what endless misery he had brought upon the other countries he had visited. All this wealth was probably given to him by God. Well, that checks out mine well. And the prince often looked with delight upon his gold and all the shit he owned. Well, what do you think of your Scrooge McDuck money bit? I'm tempted to have a diving board put in. My lord, if you dove into the gold, he'd break your neck. Yeah, you're right, but there's no rule against me fucking the gold. Well, it might break your dick. That's a risk I'm willing to take. And while the wicked prince had sex with his money, he thought just like the peons outside, what a wonderful prince he was. Oh, I'm the shit. Oh, yeah. But in his mind, he thought, there still isn't enough power. Oh. I must have more, much more. I'm going to bust my nut on all the world's gold. Then he said aloud to the heavens, No power on earth must equal mine, far less exceed it. Then he bust it. Oh, that's good. And he continued to make war with his neighbors and defeat them. What should we name this new country we've conquered, my lord? Name it after my horse. Dickland? Dickland. And the conquered kings he collected were chained up with golden fetters to his chariot when he drove through the streets of his capital city. Please have mercy on us, prince. No, I don't want to. And he made these kings kneel at his and his own posse's feet when I sat at the table. No, you didn't kneel to my poodle. So you're going to cut my head? Well, I'm not going to do it. He's going to do it. God damn it. And the remaining kings were locked away and fed morsels. Isn't that guy your uncle? Yeah, my favorite uncle. Didn't you want to give him some preferential treatment? Oh, yeah, get the hot pokers. Well, God damn, dude. Yeah. And at this point, the prince had statues of himself put all over the fucking place. Are you sure you want them in the bathrooms, my lord? I want my face everywhere. He even wished to have his face placed in the churches and on the altars. Take down all those images of the guy with the great abs nailed to the tree and put my ass up there. Looking oh, sexy. Oh, my lord, the priests want to talk to you. For in this case, the priests opposed the prince. 
Prince. Prince, you are mighty indeed. You have ten seconds to explain yourself before this guy chops your head off. Hello. My lord, why, your power is great. Fuck yeah. God's power is greater than yours. How the fuck could you possibly know that? Well, it says so in this book that our great-great-grandparents wrote. No fucking old book says so. Yep. And the prince looked at the crowd that had gathered a priest, and he said, Well, fuck it, then I'll conquer God, too. Oh, here we go. And in his haughtiness and foolish presumption, he ordered a magnificent ship to be constructed. I want it made of gold, I want it phallic-shaped, and it has to fly. Oh, my lord. And I want it before Tuesday. Next Tuesday? This Tuesday. My lord, today's Tuesday. Chop, fucking chop, motherfucker. And his best craftsmen went straight to work. (laughs) And they threw a mighty ship together. It was gloriously fitted out of many colors, like the tail of a peacock. It was covered with thousands of eyes, but each eye was a barrel of a gun. I'll peacock all my enemies' faces. And so the prince sat in the center of the mighty ship, and he had only to touch a spring in order to make the thousands of bullets fly in all directions. Now let's try this shit. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Sploosh. And just as quickly as the guns fired, they were automatically reloaded. I've never been so happy in all my life. Now, obviously, this was before jet fuel and controlled combustion engines. And how we getting this bitch off the ground? And what they did was attach hundreds of eagles to the ship. Wait, you guys tied strings to birds? Oh, yes, my lord. Well, don't you think the cannons might kill a few birds when we're up there? Well, that's why we have these backup birds. Oh, backup birds, good. And the wicked prince was confident, and his hundreds of eagles took his ship into the air. Oh, fuck, it's working. And he flew as fast as an arrow up towards the sun. Goddamn, I wonder if I'll have to fight the sun. Oh, for Christ. And soon the wicked prince had left the earth far below, and he turned around and looked. Goddamn, I'm awesome. Holy shit, my lord, the world is round. Now, let's not tell anybody about that. Oh, yes, my lord. Higher and higher, the ship rose, and eventually God noticed. What are these dumb monkeys doing? I'm coming for you, God. Screamed the wicked prince. Hmm. But God was busy giving bone cancer to babies in another galaxy. I got mysterious ways to do. And so he sent his most powerful and smartest angel. Get the fuck out of here, Toby the angel said. I don't think so, bitch. And the wicked prince showered thousands of bullets upon him. Yeah. That's right. But that shit bounced right off Toby the angel. I'm the angel of the Lord. And after the hailstorm of bullets, only a single drop of blood came out of the white feathers of the angel's wings. Ow. And when the drop of blood struck the prince's ship, combined with the fact that the guns killed most of his birds, even his backup birds. Should have had more backup birds. The drop of blood weighed upon it like thousands of hundredweights. Okay. Dragging it rapidly down to the earth once again. Clap your fucking wings, you dumb fucking birds. But most of the eagles were dead or terrified. <laughs> and the wind roared around the prince's head. <laughs> and for some reason, the clouds around him started to take different weird shapes. Okay, that doesn't make sense. This was a bad idea, my lord. Yeah, but this doesn't make sense. But it did make sense, because God was magic. Right, mysterious ways. And the smoke took the shape of a crab. I hate crabs. But God knew that. Omniscient. And the smoke crabs stretched their claws out after him. Fuck you, crabs. He said instinctively, scratching his crotch. What? Nobody bathes. And then the smoke crabs became fire-spitting dragons. Oh, I hate dragons even more than crabs. I know. And blah, 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 the ship crashed into like a big tree or something. What do you mean, blah, blah, blah? But the prince was lying half-dead in his ship. My lord, are you alive? I'm gonna get that fucking god if it's the last thing I do. Really, we were just conquered by a single drop of blood from one of his angels. I have sworn it. My will must be done. There we go. And the wicked prince spent seven years in the construction of wonderful ships to sail through the air. Spare no expense. Well, shouldn't we spend money on food for our people? Oh, fuck them. Feed the people of the eagles. Oh, fuck yes, my lord. And his engineers came up with cool shit. They built Gatling cannons and depleted uranium darts designed to bust through, you know, God's tanks. And they built shit to bust down the walls of heaven. God won't know what hit him. I can hear you. And he gathered warriors from all the countries he conquered. So many that when they were placed side by side, they covered the space of several miles. We also have way more backup eagles. There's bird poop everywhere. And the massive armies entered the ships, and the prince was approaching his own. Not so fast, bitch. God said as he sent a single swarm of gnats. What's this bullshit? God damn it. You're correct. I am damning it. And the gnats buzzed around the prince and stung his face and hands. Oh, fucking little bastard. And angrily, he pulled his sword and started lashing it about. (laughs) 
But his blade only touched air. My lord, they're too small to hit with your sword. And so he ordered his servants to bring costly coverings to wrap him in them. Yes, my lord. Quickly, come get on. it over, yes, there, yes. over there. And soon he was completely covered. Nice try, God. He said behind his protective coverings. Oh, yeah. But God just laughed. <laughs> All right. And God laughed because a single gnat had placed itself inside one of the coverings. God. And it crept into the prince's ear and stung him. And the bite burnt like fire. And the gnat poison quickly entered into his blood. Mad with pain, he tore off the coverings in his clothes, too. I can be God. I'm a God killer. And he flung his clothes far away and danced about before the eyes of his ferocious soldiers. Fuck this guy. Fuck you, douche prince. And now his soldiers mocked him. They called him the douche prince. The dumb cunt who wanted to make war with God but was overcome by a single little gnat. It was a magic god gnat. Yeah, but they didn't know that. And so they blood-eagled the wicked prince and gave him Everybody their shit back. The end. All right, Chitin, let's see if we can suss out the moral of that. Obviously, try not to be a cocky fuck. Maybe yeah. don't pick fights with magical sky wizards. And always make sure to have ample amounts of backup eagles. Yeah. Until next time, grown-up Chitrins. Bye. Get me away from these Chitrins. All right, so thus begins what I'm considering a short story or nurse fairy rhyme kind of special. I hate it. Yeah, we know what you think, Steve. Yeah, I hate it. Just a quick reminder, we have all of the pre-orders for the interactive scat books, the very first ones, and the box sets. They're going out today. They're in the mail, and they're in stock, so if you guys want to get some now. No, no, thank you. It's the first interactive scat book. Terrible. It's the Lilac City Nightmare Band's Garage Band Manifesto. It's a lot of shit. It's music and all sorts of dumb stuff. All the dumb episodes. Well, it's just bonus shit. It's whatever. Scatcast.com. Oh, you're helping me again, Steve. Yeah, Patreon.com. Scatcast. Aw. Don't awe me. I like money. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get to the second story. Whatever. And back to Solemn Steve. Blow me. It's Scatcast Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, <laughs> but whatever. Well, hello, Chitrins. This story might be a little bit too much for you. <laughs> Not because it's scary, but because you're chitrin and you're stupid. So ask your stupid parents about this later, chitrin. This is the Five Boons of Life by Mark Twain. And a boon means good shit. Chapter One. Once upon a time, there was this asshole. Hey, right now I'm a little kid. So. In the morning of life came a good fairy with her basket and said, I come bearing gifts that you can take just one and oh. be wary. Okay. Choose wisely. Right. Oh, choose wisely. Right. For only one of them is valuable. Really? Oh, yeah, the other ones are bullshit. And there were five gifts. Yeah, check this shit out. Whoa, whoa. And there before him in glow glorious marbles. I like to make it look pretty. Were representations of fame, love, riches, pleasure, and death. Wow. And the youth said eagerly, I don't need another fucking second. And he grabbed the representation of pleasure. Oh, yeah. And goddamn, that dude was into his dick. Oh, God. He was jerking it everywhere. Oh, no. His bedroom, the kitchen, and the cafeteria at school. Hey, oh, whoops. I I the boobs. And after Big Pharma dialed that shit back a bit, whatever. he went out into the world and sought out the pleasures that youth delight in. Oh, and beyond sex, he learned about food. Oh, God. Oh, oh. And he gorged himself. Oh, then he learned about drugs and alcohol. Please pass me my crack pipe. And then about sex on drugs and alcohol. Disappointing. Oh, well. But each of the world's pleasures, in turn, became more and more bullshit. Well, not the jerking off part. All right, fair enough. He found what he had done pretty vain and empty. Yeah. He was kind of embarrassed by it all, actually. Not the jerking off part, though. Whatever, dude. You're dick. We get it. The same. But in the end, he would say to himself, These years I have wasted. If I could but choose again, I would choose wisely. Chapter 2. Once again, the fairy appeared and said, Four of the gifts remain. I'm gonna keep jerking it. You may choose once more and remember, yeah. time is flying. Okay. And only one of these gifts is precious. Okay. Hmm. And the boy, now a man, considered long and he chose love. But he did not mark the tears that rose in the fairy's eyes. You're not gonna like this one. But the man didn't hear. He was captivated by the beauty of the globe. I like the pretty lights. And after many, many years, the man sat by a coffin in an empty home. Oh, my love. And he communed with himself saying, one by one they have gone away and left me. And now she lies here, the dearest and the last. His eyes were beady from crying his ass off. My wife died, you fucking dick. Whatever, dude. 
would ignore me. Then he said to himself, Desolation after desolation has swept over me. For each hour of happiness the treacherous traitor, love, has sold me. I have paid a thousand hours of grief. Out of my heart of hearts I curse him, you fucking asshole. Goddamn that piano music sad. Chapter 3. Again the fairy appeared. Choose again, you big crybaby. Oh, dear fairy. Yeah, yeah, the years have taught you wisdom. Surely it must be so. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not, but there are three gifts remaining. Oh, I get to choose again? Yeah. Oh, thank you. But remember, only one of them has any worth. Oh, okay. Remember that shit, you dumb fucking bastard. Choose wisely. Okay. Hmm. And again the man reflected long and then, of course, chose fame. Oh, my God, you dumb fucking... Oh, yeah. And the fairy stormed off frustrated as fuck. Stupid ass fucking human bastard. And the dude went on to a string of 14 consecutive number one hits on the Billboard download chart. Spotify paid me $800. And the dude toured around in luxury for a while. Uh, the reason why I ask for no right. green M&Ms is yeah. so I know that you're paying attention, you fucking yeah. asshole. All right, all right. And years went by, and of course the fame kind of faded. Wait, what's this place called? It's called the Slime Shed. Is it sold out? It is not. And eventually the fairy came by again, and she stood behind the man. Oh, fairy, I know what you're thinking. You're a dumb fucking moron. No. My name filled the world and its praises were on every tongue. Yeah, you wrote songs that people listened to on the subway that they couldn't turn off. Whatever, it kicked ass for a while. Yeah. How little a while it was. Yeah, then your dumb brain fucked it up, didn't it? Yeah, then came envy, all the destructive distractions, and the defamation, the hate. Yeah, they build you up so they can shit on you. Why do they do that? It's a moral superiority thing. You guys are fucking terrible. They, they persecuted me, then the derision, which was the beginning of the end. I see you found yourself in the slime shed, kind of the lowest place in the world. Now at last of all, it's come to pity. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Pity is the funeral of fame. Yeah, you should write that down. Oh, the bitterness and misery of renown. Yeah, you should have a better agent. Target for mud in its prime, for contempt and compassion in its decay. Yeah, why weren't you writing this kind of shit when you were popular, Jesus? Chapter 4. Look, you dumb motherfucker, you get to choose again. Really? Yeah, two gifts remain, and do not despair. In the beginning, there was but one that was precious, and it is still here. Oh, how blind I was. Of course it's wealth. Oh, my God. In all my years, I've learned that wealth is power. You fucking idiot. And he grabbed hold of wealth. Now at last, life will be worth living. Oh, for fuck's sake. I will spend and squander and dazzle. These mockers and despisers will crawl in the dirt before me. Yeah. I will feed my hungry heart with their envy. And he had that, you know, dumb look in his eye. I will have all the luxuries, all the joys, all the enchantments of the spirit, all the contentments of the body that the man holds dear. I will buy, buy, buy. Deference, respect, esteem, worship, every pinchback grace of life the market of a trivial world can furnish forth. Yikes. Am I going to make up for lost time? You're a dummy. Now, I know I chose badly before, but I was a I'm fucking cunt back then. Yeah. How was I supposed to know sex, drugs, and rock and roll wears off? But they ever have fun with your money. And three short years went by, and a day came when the man sat shivering in a shitty little one-bedroom apartment. Oh, fuck. He was gaunt and yellow and hollow-eyed. I fucked up most of my organs pretty good. And his wealth was no more. He was clothed in rags, and he was gnawing on a dust crust and mumbling. Of oh, course, all the world's gifts. Fuck them. Fuck mockeries and gilded lies. Fuck them all. He said. Miscalculated every one of them. Big bitch. These are not gifts, but merely lending. He whined. Fuck. He had drawn things on the wall with his own poo. That's my self-portrait. It just look like poo. Pleasure, love, fame, riches. They're all but temporary disguises for lasting realities. Pain, grief, shame, poverty. And he thought about what the fairy said, and they knew it was true. Dear. In all her wonders, there was only one gift which was precious. Only one that was not completely valueless. How poor and cheap and mean I know those others now to be, compared with that inestimable one, that dear and sweet and kindly one that steeps in dreamless and enduring sleep the pains that persecutes the body and the shames and griefs that eat the mind and heart. Bring it. I'm weary. 
I would rest. Chapter 5. The fairy came, bringing again four of the gifts, but the death globe was missing. I gave it to a mother's favorite pet and a little baby. You gave death to a baby? It was ignorant, but trusted me and asked me to choose for it. Why didn't you choose for me? You didn't ask me to choose for you. No, miserable me. What is left for me? Eh, what not even you have deserved. Oh, fuck. The wanton insult of old age. Those are gonna suck. Yeah, you shit yourself oh. and then your kids throw you in the home oh. and people make fun of you. God damn it. Yeah, you should move someplace nice where they treat the elders nice. Where's that? Fuck if I know. The end. Now, what exactly was Mark Twain getting at, Chitrin? <laughs> well, I, I guess we just fucking wasted our time, didn't we? Well, it's probably something like Memento Mori. Or Carpe Fucking Diem. Or, I don't know, eat the bugs. Until next time, Chitrin. Bye. And we still have four more stories to go, Steve. Ugh. So let's catch our breath. Yep. You need a tic-tac, dude. It was really cool doing a Mark Twain story, I gotta say. How dare you? Oh, I double-dog dared myself, Steve. What? Here's our third story. It's Scott Kessner's Fruity Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, hey there, you little trophies of your daddy's spooge. Hi, what? You couldn't have missed me, because I was just here. I wanna go home. But your parents left you here with me, and this is Bruce and the Spider by James Baldwin. Okay. I'm pretty sure James Baldwin hates chitrons, too. Oh. Buckle up, bitches. Once upon a time, there was a king of Scotland whose name was Robert the Bruce. Hi, I'm Robert the Bruce. And you can tell he's Scottish because he says stuff like arse. Hey, go fuck yourself. Now, Robert the Bruce lived in a time where he needed to be both brave and wise. Hey, I live amongst fucking animals. For indeed, the times in which he lived were wild and rude. Settle down, you cunts! He said to his mom and grandma. That's it, we were rude. Now, of course, the king of England was at war with him. Oh, England, yeah. Because that's kind of what the English did for a while. Oh, An old long ass, the king of England had led a great army into Scotland to drive old fucking whatever his name is out the land. Hey, it's Robert the Bruce. Yeah, I'm pretty drunk. Ignore me. Hey. Battle after battle had been fought. A six times old Brew Brew had led his brave little army against his foes. First Scotland, you bastard! And like William Wallace was there, you know, sexing up all the women. I love you. Wait, you said you loved me. What do you mean you love her? I love both of you. Oh, get fucked. I hope an Australian plays you one day. Yeah, no one would be that loose. Right, like I was saying, six times Bruce had led his army against blah blah blah, and six times his men had been beaten. Uh, retreat, laddies! And they were driven into flight. At last his army was scattered. Where the fuck did those bellions go? And he was forced to hide himself in the woods and lonely places among the mountains. There's way too much cousin fuck in the English monarchy. He thought to himself while laying underneath a rude shed he had built. Yeah, I wouldn't call it rude. Ignore me, dude. Aye. He sat there listening to the patter of the raindrops on the roof above him. It's a nice, soft Scottish day. But in his heart, he was tired and sick and ready to give up all hope. Fucking English. And it seemed to him that there was no use for him to try to do anything more. Yeah, I'm gonna start the punk band. And as he sat thinking about the three chords he was gonna use for his entire career, he saw a spider over his head, making ready to weave her web. Oh, look at you, you pretty. And I should tell you, this is not a talking spider story. Hey. So, you know, the spider did not respond. No. And he watched her as she toiled slowly and with great care. But six times she tried to throw her frail thread from one beam to another, and six times it fell short. Ah, uh, you poor lass, said Bruce Bruce. You too know what it is to fail. But the spider did not lose hope with the sixth failure. Ah, uh, you go, girl. With still more care, she made ready to try for the seventh time. Nature is a wonder. Old Brew Brew almost forgot his own troubles as he watched her swing herself out upon the slender line. Oh, she's doing it. Would she fall again? Absolutely not. The thread was carried safely to the beam and fastened there. Ah, uh, and that's how you do it. And Robert the Bruce Brew stood up. That too will try a seventh time. But he had eaten a raw squirrel just a few hours ago, so he had to take a shit first. Oh, fuck yeah, I do. But after he shot out a squirrel, Aye. he arose and found most of his men and called them together. Oh, you've been looking for you. I've been shiting myself and talking to a spider. Oh, you don't seem right, Robert. It doesn't matter. I'm fucking king. Aye. We should start looking into not having kings. <laughs> and he told his men of his plans and sent them out with a message of cheer to the disheartened people. He read something like, Dear sons of Scotland, they may take our lives and our freedoms and really the joy out of everything, but you can 
stab the fuck out of them before they do. So if you'd like to murder some English before they eventually ruin your life, you know, join us on the battlefield. And soon there was an army of brave, half-drunk Scotchmen around them. Yeah, fuck you. And another battle was fought, and the King of England was glad to be back in his own country. Good to be Alvin King, I'm not. Because those Scottish cunts whipped his ass. And it was said that after that day, no one by the name of Bruce would ever hurt a spider again. And there's also the rumor that Robert the Brew Bruce Special Forces got tattoos of spider webs on there, you know, arses. What the fuck are you going on about? I'm saying that the lesson which the little creature had taught the king was never forgotten. I also sold their spider eggs to a weird-ass wizard. Right, let's not cross up the show. Hey. I think now's a good time to end it. Hey, visit Scotland. Yeah, come for the haggis, stay for, you know, the arresting of comedians. The end. Okay, that's the thing. I guess rights aren't really rights if you can take them away, but what was the moral of this story? You know, nature's a great thing to learn from. Many yeah. losses leads to victory. You know, if you're not a dumb cunt about it, then but. don't kill spiders because they're wise and persevering. Yeah, See you next right. time, you little bastards. Goddamn, dude. Uh, just gotta put it out there sometimes, right? You ever feel like doing an edit or mm. pumping your brakes or something? Not really, Steve. Bad shows, dude. Right, well, I hope you guys will join us for an all-new Dipshit Files tomorrow, mm. and an all-new David Angus on Thursday, no. and then, of course, another Just a Ride brand new with the guys on Friday. Yeah, no, thank you. Right, well, I like the show, Steve. Right, well, your brain and or taste sucks. Whatever. All right, story number four, go. It's Scott Kessner's Three Rides. <laughs> really fairy tales, <laughs> but whatever. Yes, it's more me, you little shit. <laughs> your parents are the ones that left you here. Yeah, well, it's more story time. Let's see if we can pack some wisdom into that dumb little cranial meat of yours. Mm, Here's a story from a Confucius that we call the tongue and teeth. Story time engaged. Once upon a time, a master of philosophy named Confucius. I am playing Confucius. What you gonna do about it? There's no other way to do this, is there? There's one other way, but nope. Anyway, Confucius once heard two of his pupils quarreling. What is your problem? You're my problem, bitch. The two said nearly in fisticuffs. I'm gonna beat your ass. You bastard. Knock it off, you dumbasses. You see, of these two men, one was of a gentle nature. I feel like there's never a need for fighting. And he was considered by all the students a peaceful man. If you go like this, um, it feels good. Now, the other one had a good brain and a kind heart. Yep, don't judge me, bitch. But was given to great anger. I'll fucking kick your ass when I'm done kicking his ass. And it was a kind of dude, if he wished to do a thing, he just did it. I'll do what I want. And no man could really prevent it because they had to get in his way and he was kind of a dick. I'll slap a bitch. And he often did. And of course, Confucius took note of this. I've also noticed his checks haven't bounced yet. And such is the way of the world. Now, one day after one of these dudes' temper fits, I'll punch the moon. Blood started coming out of his mouth and in great fear, he went to Confucius. Dude, Confucius. Confucius. What do you want, psycho? Don't look at me, man. My anger made blood come out of my mouth. Now you have the emotional maturity of a baby. Goddamn. A stupid baby. Rude. What am I supposed to do? I fear I shall not live long. Oh, yeah, you're fucking up your heart something awful. I've been thinking it may be better that I no longer study and work here with you, as, you know, your pupil. I have and... no refunds. Right, I know you love me as a father. I'm keeping your deposit. Would you just tell me what you would do for my body? And Confucius answered, Dude, you have the wrong idea about your body. Okay. It is not the study, not the work in school, but your great anger that causes you the troubles. What are you talking about? I'll kick your ass. You see? Calm the fuck down, bitch. Oh, shit. Sorry. I will help you see that your anger is a problem. It's gonna cost me double, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, damn it. Do you remember when you and New Way were quarreling? Yeah, that's son of a... Quiet. What, he's a hippie? He was at peace and happy again after fighting with you in no time. Yeah, I noticed that. That pisses me off. But look at you. You're still pissed about it. Yeah, vengeance will be mine. You cannot expect to live a long life if you keep doing this shit. I can hold my own. And the two went back and forth. Oh, yeah. Every time one of my pupils says a thing to you that you do not like, yeah. you're gonna get pissed off. If they fuck with me. There are thousands in this school. Fuck them all. If each one offends you only once you'll have a fit of temper a thousand times this year. I drink six Red Bulls a fucking day. And you will surely die, probably from the Red Bulls. Now, what do you know? I know that you must use more self-control. Whatever, dude. Now, listen, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. How many teeth do you have? Well, master, I have 32. And how many tongues do you have? I have but one tongue. And you're no longer a child and a punk. How many teeth have you lost? I lost one when I was nine, fighting, and then another one when I was 22, fighting. How many teeth you lose? Like, probably five total from fighting. And your tongue? Is it 
still perfect. Yeah, that's what the ladies say. Now yeah, you know my neighbor Mungun. Yeah, the old man. Yeah, the oldest man. Yeah, I know him well. Well, how many teeth do you think he had at your age? How the fuck would I know that? Well, how many teeth does he have now? Like two, I think. But how's his tongue? I mean, I'm just still in there. It's still perfect, even though he's very old. Right, the tongue is strong. No, you see, the teeth are lost because they are strong. Okay. And they're determined to have everything they desire. Like candies. The teeth are hard and they hurt the tongue many times. Yeah, I got this jagged back tooth that just tears my tongue apart. Yeah, but the tongue never hurts the teeth. That's true. Yet it endures until the end while the teeth yeah. are the first of man to decay. Yeah, my teeth are fucked. The tongue is peaceful and gentle with the teeth. Right. It never grows angry and fights them. It should, though. No, it never does, even when they're in the wrong. Tongues are bitches. Wrong, dumbass. They're always helping the teeth do their work. I guess. Now, they helps prepare the food for the teeth, you dumb bastard. Right. Digestion starts in the mouth. Okay. But the teeth never help the tongue. Well. And they always resist everything. Okay. And you see, so it is with man. So I should be a tongue. The strongest to resist is the first to decay. Right. And you'll be the first of your peers to decay if you don't figure out some emotional maturity, you dumb bastard. Goddamn. Learn some self-control. And they live happily ever after. The end. And that's the story we call the teeth and the tongue, or the tongue and the teeth, but a story by Confucius. We should be nice to each other. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't hit. Oh, shit. All right. As usual, nobody learned a goddamn thing because no one was listening. See you next time, chitrins. Yeah, no hitting, stupid chitrins. He started it. All right, let's take another break. Just take a deep yep. breath. Again, tic-tac, dude. Well, I have these toothpicks in, man. Right, then your breath smells like toothpick ass. My bad, Steve. That sure is. Well, real quick, I want to take this time to thank all the people in the litter box. You Patreon turds. It's lovely to have all of you. And I hope you guys are enjoying all the content that you get that, the you know, these guys don't get. It's all shit. Well, there's lots of different levels, starting at a dollar, which thank you guys. Yeah. But five bucks a month or 60 bucks a year kind of gets you into the bonus stuff craziness. I hate it. And there's levels of that, including our fat cats, which, by the way, thank you. Matthew Pinar, what are you doing? <laughs> JK, bro. Jason Clayser. What are you doing? Lucifina Lightbringer. Come on, Booby Cubes. Jasper Garland. That's Jasper Garland. Yep. Come on, bro. And of course, Donald Fisher. Godspeed to you, brother. He is good shit. I feel like this podcast has helped me find my people, and there's a lot of good shits that are listening. Yeah, yeah, whatever, kiss ass. Yeah, yeah. Story number five, go. It's Scott Kessner's Free Rides. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. <laughs> Holy shit, when are your dumb parents coming to pick you dumb shit for now? <laughs> ah, I want your mommy, too. Okay. And speaking of mommies, the star of our next story is the king of making mommies. His name is Genghis Khan, and this is another James Baldwin story. Got the king and the hawk. Let's learn about pain, Chitrin. Once upon a time, there was a mighty warrior named Genghis Khan. Uh, hello. And he led his army into China and Persia, and he conquered many lands. Now, excuse me, is this land yours? Yeah. yeah. it's not anymore. Okay. And in every country, men told about his daring deeds. You hear about Genghis Khan, did? You hear about him? He chopped my leg off and stole my wife and killed my kids. And the people said that not since Alexander the Great had there been a king like him. I feel like we should think about maybe not having kings. That sounds great. And one morning, when Genghis was home from the wars. Honeys, I'm home. Oh, there's enough Jengas to go around. Mm-hmm. And that day, he decided to ride out into the woods with his friends. We've been busy killing so much, I feel like we should go in the woods and kill. That's a great idea, Lord. Now, let's do it. And many of his friends were with him, and they rode out happily, carrying their bows and arrows. Hurry up, peasants! He shouted at the servants behind him with the hounds. Now, this was a merry hunting party. Did you hear the joke about the person who wasn't raised riding horses? That's a joke. The cunt doesn't ride a horse. What kind of idiot doesn't ride a horse? And the woods rang out with their shouts and laughter. And they expected to carry much game home in the evening. I intend to bring home the most game. Jengus declared, especially since I have Knight Rider here. He said, referring to the king's favorite hawk that sat on his wrist. It's a rare pigeon hawk. It sounds like a pigeon. For in those days, rare pigeon hawks were trained to hunt. At a word from their masters, they would fly high up into the air and look around for prey. Get up there, Knight Rider. But if the hawk chanced to see a deer or rabbit, they would swoop down upon it as swift as any arrow. I mean, I feel like I set the badass bar pretty fucking high, didn't I? You sure did, my Dude. lord. So high. And all day long, Genghis Khan and his huntsmen rode through the woods, but they did not find as much game as they had expected. What the hell, Knight Rider? I feel like that's not an excuse. Well, I guess somebody's gonna wear the bad boy hood. He said as he put a hood over his little hawk on his arm. You did it to yourself. Now, toward the evening, the group started for home. I think it's time to go back home to my
my dozens of wives. Now, the king had often ridden through the woods, and he knew all the paths like the back of his hand. I'm going to ditch these losers. So while the rest of the party took the nearest way, he went by a longer road through a valley between two mountains. It's just you and me, Night Rider. And of course, Buckles here. <laughs> Not quiet, Buckles. Now, the day had been warm, and the king was very thirsty. So I've got to get something to drink. And he had taken the hood off his pet hawk and let him fly away. Now, go find us some food or something. <laughs> hey, you watch your beak. Now, at this Shit. point, the king was riding slowly along. Uh, water. It's a fucking water. But he remembered he had once seen a spring of clear water near this path. Just a little further. If only he could find it now. But the hot summer days had dried up many of the mountain brooks. Oh, come on. At last, to his joy, he saw some water trickling down over the edge of a rock. That's the good shit. And he knew that there was a spring of water further up. For in the wet season, a swift stream of water always poured down here. But now it came only one drop at a time. All right, Buckles, let's get us some water. And when they came to the spring, the king leaped from his horse. Yep. And he pulled a little silver cup from his hunting bag. Oh, this is going to taste so good. And he held the cup out to catch the slowly falling drops. Oh. And it took a long time to fill the cup. Come on, come on. And the king was so thirsty, he couldn't hardly wait. Come on, come on, come on. And at last, it was nearly full. No, thank you. And he put the no, cup to no, his no, lips no, and was about no. to drink when... Goddamn it, Rider. The pigeon hawk came down and knocked the cup out of his hands. What the fuck is wrong with you, bird brain? He said as he watched the water spill upon the ground. <laughs> the pigeon hawk said from a branch of a tree. Oh, yeah, smart ass, huh? I'm thirsty. And the bird flew around again. And again, the king picked up the cup and again he held it to catch the trickling drops. Oh, no, who trained that stupid bird? This time, I didn't wait for the cup to be full. No, I'm so thirsty. When it was half full, he lifted it towards his mouth. But again, the hawk came down. Goddamn it, Rider, you son of a bitch. And again, the cup was knocked from the king's hands. Well, Rider said to me. When dying of thirst, he tried again for the third time. And again, the hawk kept him from drinking. You bird fucking mother. The king was now very angry indeed. How dare you act like this to your master? Plus, I'm the fucking king. But the king didn't really know the pigeon hawk language that well. Indeed, I do prefer pickles over tree bark. And then he cried. If I had my hands on you, I'd wring your fucking neck. And then he filled the cup again. But before he tried to drink, he drew his sword. Let's see you mess with me this time, Night Rider. He said, looking at his friend in the tree. This is the last fucking time I'm thirsty. But the king couldn't understand. And again, he rose the cup to his lips. And again, Night Rider came down. And again, the cup was knocked from his hand. I warned you, Cloaca Brain. The king was looking for this. With a quick sweep of the flat side of the sword, he struck the bird as it passed. <laughs> I'm sorry, bird. And poor Night Rider lay on the ground, bleeding and dying at his master's feet. I've never liked fig newtons. That's what you get for being a bad bird. That's a bad bird. Now this time when the king looked for his cup. Where'd that go? My 19th wife gave that to me. He found that it had fallen between two rocks where he couldn't reach it. That fucking figure, she's gonna kill me. But he knew if he didn't drink soon, he would die. Cup or no cup, I gotta drink from the spring. And with that, he began to climb the steep bank down to the place where the water trickled. God, I wish I had some water. Stupid fucking bird. That was hard work. I'm glad that bird's dying. The fucking bird. And the higher he climbed, the thirstier he became. Oh, God. And at last he reached the place. There indeed was the pool of water. But there was something else in the water. Oh, I'm a fucking asshole. Because lying in the fucking pool was a huge dead snake of the most poisonous kind. Holy fuck, I'm a dick. And the king stopped thinking of his thirst. Oh, my poor kick-ass bird. He could only think of the poor dying bird lying on the ground because of his anger. Damn it, Night Rider saved my life. He cried. And how do I repay him? He was my best friend and I fucking killed him. Oh, God. And he clambered down the bank in great pain and took the bird up gently and laid it in his hunting bag. Dude, I am so sorry. Sorry. And he mounted on his horse and he rode swiftly home. Just hang in there, buddy. No, daddy's sorry. No, daddy, daddy's real sorry. And he said to the bird, You know, on the bright side of this, I learned a sad lesson today, and that is to never do anything in anger. The bird said with a broken wing, two broken legs, and a broken back. Again, sorry about that, Night Rider. No, my bad. All right, that was dumb to the end. Okay, I think the lesson there is very, very obvious. Did the bird die? Yes, the bird died. Now, there's no way to learn the lesson without the bird dying. And the bird shouldn't die. Well, it fucking did, so you should listen to birds. If you got a cool hawk, then fucking listen to it. See you next time, children. And that leads us to our final.
Rhinos skitscat. Oh, thank fuck. And this one happens to be about chickens. Oh, oh God. And to be honest, I thought this was going to be the shortest of all the skitscats, and it didn't end up being that way. Oh, please say this isn't Little Mermaid Link. No, it's not. It's like a quarter of that, though. All about chickens. Yeah. Fucking talking chickens. Oh, you know, Steve. Come on. I hate you so much. Story number six, go. It's Scott Kessner's Fruity Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, hello, you little side effects to alcohol and drugs. Hi, Your parents have left you with me to hear stories, so it's time for a fucking story. Ready? No, you're getting nurse fairy rhymes like the rest of us, and you'll like it. This is called The Chicken Who Wouldn't Eat Gravel by Clara Dillingham Pearson. Listen up, bitches. Once upon a time, there was a little dorking hen. Yeah, I'm a dorking hen. And it was some time after she had come off her nest with her little brood that she had begun to have some trouble. It's because chickens are stupid. Now, she had 12 of the finest chickens you could find anywhere. They look good, and they probably taste good, too. They were tall and strong, wide-awake youngsters. And I got good genes. And they had long and shapely legs and thick down and feathers. Looking good, kids. As you can see, she was very proud of them. By any mother hen would be. And she would often say those kind of things to the nearest cock. Did you ever see such a fine family? Look at our 24 legs. All so long and straight and not a feather on one of them. When the cock wouldn't say much to her. Come on, tell me what you think of my beautiful children. And the best he would say was, They'll do very well if they only behave as well as they look. For that cock didn't believe in praising children to their faces. Well, I also think you spoil your children. How dare you tell me how to raise my children. But she thought about it and perhaps he was right. For the little baby chicken soon found out that they were good looking and they wanted everybody in the poultry yard to notice their sexy legs. Check out my size. Check out my sexy shit too. And they strutted their shit. And of course it was foolish to be proud of such things. And the other fowls would say stuff like, Look at those freaky legs. You'd think they'd get cold without feathers on them. Oh, dude, bird. But one of the 12 baby birds would say something like, Our family line doesn't have feathers there. And it was true. Just as other dumb chickens had extra toes and some other dumb chickens had, you know, crazy shit coming out yeah, their face. being kind of a dick there, narrator. Yeah, talking chicken, please ignore me. Yeah, whatever. And now the mother was roaming the fields with her brood. Follow me, my beautiful babies. And she would lead her brood out into the yard to feed. She would often meet up with a cock who would keep watch for hawks. Hey, keep your eyes open, okay? Well, I'm on it, baby. Oh, boy. Now the job of the cock, if he saw a hawk, was to make a loud squawk and save the bok box. For the cocks were the lords of the poultry yard. Yeah, down with the rooster, Arky. But whenever a hawk came out, the cocks would fucking sacrifice. Himself. I'll save you, Baba. Yeah, this is the dead cricket. Oh, I'll save you. Yeah. Now, the farmyard still tell of the day when the hawk swooped down on one of the young dorklings. It's dorking. Whatever dork. Yeah. One day a hawk would have carried off one of your babies if yeah. it wasn't for that cock that you hang out with. That guy. Yeah, that guy picked out one of the hawk's eyes or something. I hit him with my spurs and gave him a little chickity dick. The cock fought until the hawk was gone. Well, that hawk's name was Mike. Really? Yeah, Mike Hawk could suck my cloaca. Right, that was pretty tryhard. Right, anyway, a lot of the times the cocks are not only brave, but polite, too. Bok bok, ladies. Yeah. Even after saving the day when they find food, they wouldn't eat it until they've called the hens to come and share it with them. Gather around my b- b- box. And so life was pretty good on the farm. Yeah, it's all right. You can imagine what sort of good times and adventures the chickens had in the stubble field. It's been okay. Now, the 12 babies were so old now that their down was all covered with feathers. Some of them wondered if they couldn't feel their spurs growing. I can so feel my spurs growing. Dude, that's bullshit. Yeah, our no. spurs don't grow until we're a year old. I'm telling you, I feel it. Yeah, me too, bitch. Now, these little chickies were at an awkward age. <laughs> Voices cracking and shit. Hey, mama. Yeah, leave me alone. Oh, mama. They had long been too large to cuddle under their mother's feathers at night. Hey, please, mama. Oh, you shit everywhere. Get out of here. So they had started to learn how to roost for themselves. Hey, I don't want to. But they did. And they also learned how to break up their own food, too. Hey, I don't want to do that either. But these lessons were a great help to their mother. Man, fuck these 
teeth. For you know, fowls don't have any teeth. Yeah, shit. So whatever they eat, they eat the whole damn thing whole. Yeah, but what if I choke, mama? You have to break it apart with your feet or peck it apart with your bills, you dumbass. You got it, mama. Now, chickens pretty much eat anything. Plants, bugs, car batteries. Yeah, I mean. But the yellow grains of wheat that lay everywhere in the field were some of their favorites. And it made 11 of the young dorks pretty round. No, it's fucking yummy. Oh, I'm serious. But the 12th chicken was thin as fuck. Yeah, I'm not eating that shit. And his mother was quite worried about what it. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's the best food there is. I mean, besides car batteries. And so she spoke to that cock that, you know, like saved her little chick or whatever. What do you think I should do about this kid that won't eat? Well, I don't think there's any but bark. Well, but what do you mean? There's nothing wrong. And he explained to the mother that the chick was growing fast. Well, I was a skinny little bitch before I got my long tail feathers, but bark. Yeah, you were pretty bean pole. Well, I was very thin. Now look at what a bark I am. Yeah, not much of a bark. But he was actually really a sight worth seeing, yeah. as he did tower above the other fowls. Well, I'm a cockatoo. He said, flapping his strong wings in the sunshine and crowing. Well, I'm sexy, but And his feathers were beautiful, and the bright red of his comb and the waddle showed that he was well. Well, my cloaca wing is quality, yeah. And the mother did say to herself, Yeah, my chicken could only turn out to be such a fine-looking cock as he. And she didn't worry for the rest of the day, and she just did chicken shit. Yeah. Now that night, she and her brood rested in the old apple tree in the corner of the orchard nearest the poultry yard. And this looks like a nice place to chill the fuck out. You kids hang out down here. Then she flew up with the older fowls and fluttered and lurched and squawked and pushed. You see, chickens like to fight over who's on the tallest thing. I'm gonna be on the big wood thing. Fuck you, bitch, babal. And it always takes chickens a long time to settle themselves for the night. Back off, bitch. Die, you feathered slut. Because yeah. I spend most of the night bullying the shit out of each other and changing places. That's my spot. And we just switched, you bird bitch. Now, blah, 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 the chickens were learning how to roost. They were scared their feet were too stupid to hold on, but then they found out they weren't, except for some of them were. <laughs> Mama, I fell off the thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, just get back up and we'll all settle in, you know, an hour from now. Okay, Mama, get out of my way. Yeah, back up, weirdo. Now, after a long time, all the fowls were asleep with their heads under their wings. The sheep, the pigs, and cows were dreaming, and even the horses were quiet in their stalls. There was not a lot to be seen in the big white farmhouse when the dork and cock crowed in his sleep. A dick and a chicken! Then all the other cocks woke up. What the fuck? Sorry, I was just having a bad dream. And this disturbed the twelve younglings, and it disturbed the order of the hen house, and everything got fucked up. All right, everybody fucking go back to bed. Okay, Mama, I fell out of the roost again. And this fucking kid. Sorry, everyone, sorry. And while everyone seemed to settle in, the mother hen couldn't. I'm fucking up now. And she could see her brood quite plainly in the moonlight, okay. and she could see very clearly that he was not plump like the rest. He's still not eating that fucking idiot. And she roosted there and worried about him until suddenly. Oh, fuck. She seemed to realize exactly what was the matter. Hey, wake up. Hey, hey, hello, mother. I need to ask you something. Do you eat gravel? Hey, no, mother. I don't like gravel. Oh, my God. Didn't I bring you up to eat gravel? Hey, yes, mother, but I don't like it. No, you dumb hey, hey, Now that I'm old enough to roast in a tree, yeah. I don't mean to ever eat gravel again. No, you idiot. Now, just imagine a chicken talking to his mother in that way. Now you know the cliche of the kids these days. But it was shocking, this attitude. His mother, who had laid the egg from which he was hatched. I pooped your ass out. Who had sat upon the nest through all the weary days and nights while he was grown inside his shell. And you moved around a lot. Hey, hey, sorry, mama. But if I cuddled hey, you under my soft feathers, hey, hey. I told you every fucking thing I knew. Hey, thank you, mother. I would do anything for you fucking kids, you fucking hey, kids. I know, mother. If only he knew that she had begun to love him before he even knew who he was. Hey, hey. What are we talking about? It didn't matter. The mother said nothing more to him then. Fucking idiot won't eat gravel. And she spent the rest of the night watching the stars and the moon and the first rosy flush of the eastern sky, which told her that morning was near. Then she said to her naughty chicken as he began to stir and cheap, I shall never try to make you eat gravel if you think you're too big to mind your mother. And he looked up at her. Hey, hey, mama. But I will tell you this. 
this. You'll never be strong unless you do. I'm not, I've never told you why you're supposed to eat gravel, and I probably should have, but mama. you never asked. I you just do as you're told. Sorry, Mama. Look, you fucking idiot. You don't have any teeth, right? I don't think so. You don't have fucking teeth, and you cannot chew the grain you eat before it's swallowed. Now, you're a chicken. You have a strong stomach. Yes, Mama. And if you eat gravel... And the Mama went on to explain the gizzard and rubbing and pressing the tiny stones against the grain and all sorts of sciencey shit. And then it gets broken up to make into fat and strength for your body. Yes, but Mama, it doesn't taste good. No, for fuck's sake. I'd rather eat other things. Fucking eat the gravel. Yeah, I won't do it. I don't believe it matters. I just spent the last five minutes explaining. I won't eat the gravel. And she gave up. Yeah, fuck you, kid. And she flew up towards the top of the tree and hung out with her friends. That kid of mine. His real baba. Now, every time that no gravel-eating little chicken would run around and be around his mother. Hey, look at me not eating gravel. He would make sure to show her he wasn't eating gravel. Hey, I'm not listening to you, bitch. And although he had his own little way to do things, he was not happy. Hey, not really. For some reason, nothing seemed to be any fun. Hey. Even lying under the bushes on a sunny day, which was a chicken's favorite thing. Oh, it's a bad. It's so easy. It didn't mean shit to this chicken. Hey, hey. And he wouldn't even wallow in the dust to clean himself like his brothers and sister did. Hey, hey, I don't like to get dirty. That's literally how we clean ourselves. One of his brothers said. You're gross. Hey, now, hey. things went this way for a good many days. And at last, he saw for himself that he was a skinny little dude. When he saw his shadow compared to his brothers and sisters. Holy shit, fuck, okay. And blah, 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 they made fun of him for it. Blah, 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 mom still worried. Thank you for fast-forwarding my story. Blah, 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 she scolded the narrator. You son of a bitch. All right, here we go. That night, mm. when the rest were asleep in the apple tree, our no gravel-eating bird felt kind of icky. Maybe I should eat some gravel. And although he had put a lot of effort into defying his mother, yeah. he decided to sneak out and eat some gravel. It, it tastes like shit. But the next morning, he felt better than he had in a long time. Maybe I should eat more gravel. And when he saw that nobody was around, he ate a whole bunch more gravel. Shit, I'm a dumb cunt. So he continued to hide as he ate gravel, for he didn't want anyone to know that he found out his mistake. I'm such a fucking cock. And every morning he looked at his shadow and it grew fatter and fatter. You mean buff as shit. But he was still not happy and he knew it was because he had not told his patient old mother. I've got to come clean. And he wanted to tell her. I've got to tell her I was a cop. And one day the perfect opportunity came up as she was telling one of his brothers to eat more gravel. Look, I don't need two non-gravel eaters. <laughs> I don't care if you don't like the taste. But this made the former non-gravel eater speak up. Hey, brother, suppose you don't like it, you can still eat it. <laughs> what a strange world it would be if we didn't have to do unpleasant things. And the chicken thought to himself. Hey, I think that the people that won't do hard things, they make their lives harder in the end, I think. And the chicken looked at his mother and he said, I wish I minded my mother in eating gravel when she told me to. And he looked at his little brother and said, I'm not going to let you be as foolish as I was. And then he kicked a little chicken's ass and started shoving gravel in his throat. Then he heard behind him the voice of a cock. Well, what a fine-looking and decent fellow he's grown to be. He's my boy. I think the little cunt will be all right. And blah, 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 some shit that ties things together, no. and no. they live happily ever after the end. No. Okay, once again, a very hasty ending. Yeah. Oh, and you, Chitrin, look like you need a potty. Yeah, pie. Oh. I All right, this is horrific. Poop. I guess the morals of the story are listen to your mother, eat dirt and or the bugs, yeah. and blah, 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 some moral shit. Talk to you next time, Chitrin. Can we get these little walking poop sacks out of here? From California, favorite human in the world and wife to me, Mrs. Scriptkeeper! Yep, love of my life right there. And starting at Shitbox Wizard, from Indiana, Donald Fisher! And starting at Discord, Dookie Slayer, from Ohio, Chris Brooks! Chris Brooks, Chris Brooks. And starting at Scat Cats Quartermaster, from Texas, 900-time Time Suck Trivia Champion, Bodie Sonietta! That's right, Bodhi Senyata, dipshit files researcher. Also starting at button pusher, Steve the button pusher guy. That's right, and then we have, you know, Tim the intern who sucks. Yep, that's right. That's good, that's good on you. Info at scatcast.com. Scatcast.com for merch. Yes, Tim sucks. Patreon.com forward slash scatcast to help us. Five bucks a month gets you the inside scooper, which gets you all sorts of extra shit. And as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. <laughs>
Bing. Bong. Boopies.